Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. The following are articles from the Monroe Evening News, forerunner of the Monroe News, as they appeared in the newspaper 100 years ago in July 1919. The Monroe County Post of the American Legion will be known as the Carl F. Payson Post Number 1. This was definitely decided upon at a largely attended meeting of returned soldiers, sailors, and Marines held at the Armory Monday evening. In addition to naming the post, Bruno Alfrinke was named commander for the ensuing year and the bylaws as adopted by the National Organization and approved by the Bylaws Committee were unanimously adopted. Notwithstanding the exceptionally hot weather, there was a large attendance and Oliver J. Gordon acted as temporary chairman. He opened the meeting with a short address on the meaning of the organization and the purpose and ambition of the local post. He has stated that the purpose of the organization was mainly as stated in the preamble of the Constitution and that the organization was to be representative of 100% Americanism. He said in part, this organization is strictly nonpartisan. It must not and will not be used for the furtherance of any partisan propaganda. It will not be used for the furtherance of any candidacy of public office, but will be political to the extent that it will advocate and support beneficial legislation. We intend to assist soldiers, sailors, and Marines and their families where circumstances call for that assistance. Monroe County has over 1,200 men who have served in the late war in some branch of the military service. We will have the best post in the state of Michigan, and my hope and belief is that within five years, we will own our own home. The next order of business was the selection of a name for the post. This name had to be selected from among the Monroe County men who had died or been killed in the war. The following names were placed in nomination. Lafayette Bali of Newport, Lloyd Bodell, and Carl Payson of Monroe. The contest centered around the choice between Payson and Bodell, Payson by the narrow margin of five votes, so that the name of the Monroe County Post of the American Legion will be known as the Carl F. Payson Post Number 1. Taking a ride in an airplane is the latest fad to strike Monroe, and judging from the number that are going up daily, the fad will be continue to be in vogue for an indefinite time. Monday night, between the hours of 7 and 8.30 o'clock, Lieutenant Ringland, with his Curtis airplane, made nine passenger carrying flights, and there was a waiting list after he made the last flight. The latest Monroeites to take a trip heavenly were Mrs. Luther Winchell, Mrs. Susan Cook, Lee L. Winters, J.P. Stoner, C.M. Happ, Anspach, the well-known scoutmaster, Charles Phillips, Frank H. Stoner, Jay Sayers, and Carl Schmidt. It was an ideal night for flying, said Lieutenant Ringland, there being little, if any, breeze, and I would have liked to have gone on a long journey. A committee of Dundee merchants came to Monroe Monday for the purpose of making arrangements to have Lieutenant Ringland give flights at Dundee during the homecoming celebration to be held in August, but as the flyer was in Detroit, the committee did not see him. However, the aviator will likely fly to Dundee to close the deal. The Detroit Edison Company is building a new line on North Macomb Street to serve those who live outside the city limits with electricity. 27 made applications for service on the line, which will extend a mile. 
While standing on the pier's dock near the Monroe Yacht Club Friday evening, a woman whose name could not be learned was struck on the right side of the body by a skyrocket. The woman fainted and was carried to the clubhouse where she revived. She was not seriously injured. Willis Baldwin, attorney for the County of Board or Board Commissioners, addressed the supervisors at their session Wednesday afternoon in reference to having the owners of the threshing machine engines and tractors cover the slugs on the wheels so not to damage the paved roads in the county. Mr. Baldwin stated it was costing the county a large sum of money every year to keep the roads in repair and thought the threshing machine and tractor owners should be made to live up to the law. After some discussion, the matter was made a special order for Saturday morning when it will be thrashed out. The July issue of Ladies Home Journal contains a write-up and the pictures of 100 men who General Pershing especially mentions as heroes, and among them is the late Sergeant Carl Payson of the city. Sergeant Payson was mortally wounded in the head by a machine gun bullet at Chateau Thierry, but with supreme resolution, he succeeded in keeping on his feet and forced himself to carry on with the attacking wave. He accompanied his comrades, encouraging them in their attack under heavy fire when he fell dead from his wounds. And finally, determined to find out whether petroleum, natural gas, or mineral resources of any kind exist in the region of Petersburg and Deerfield, 175 residents of those two villages have organized a company known as Deerfield Oil and Gas Company with a capital of stock of $25,000, 11000 of which is already paid in. About 5,000 acres of land have been leased between Petersburg and Deerfield and northwest and southeast of Deerfield. It is expected to lease 5,000 more acres. The lease is providing for a royalty on the basis of 5 to 6 of all production to the company and 1 to 6 to the property owner. Three test wells will be driven, the work to start about September 1. The exact location of these wells has not yet been determined. The work will be done by experts and will not be left until it is positively known whether or not oil exists in this region. A large amount of the land leased is owned by the stockholders. The enterprise is purely one of local capital. Some Deerfield residents, even including stockholders in the new company, are skeptical of results, but all are desirous of testing thoroughly the belief held by many Eastern Lenawee residents that rich mineral resources exist there, as the topography of the land is similar to that about 25 miles northeast and southeast of this locality where wells have been producing. Frank Timmons is president, Arthur Green vice president, Clarence Whitman of Petersburg secretary, William Carner treasurer, and George I. Sarin supervisor. So far as is known, no Monroe money has been placed in the company up to the present time, but it is said that several local capitalists are thinking seriously of taking a chance. You just heard some of the headlines from Monroe County, Michigan during July 1919. For today's headlines in audio form, listen to the Monroe in a Minute newscast at noon, 3 and 6 p.m., Mondays through Fridays on Rewind 94.3. Audio production for this podcast by Paula Wethington of the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.